Welcome to A Higher Score, a totally righteous, family-friendly gaming podcast. I'm your host, Mad King Bob. I'm your favorite host, Trukitus Rex. I am your still-in-my-scrubs host because of the rude radiologist, Prophet of Rage. <laughs> and I'm your shaken, not stirred guest host, Social Geek Scene. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us today, Social. And uh, we are in headed into episode... 007, which is why he's our shaken but not stirred tuxedo-clad host guest today. Social is a uh, leader, the leader of our The Twelve Higher Score Sponsored Destiny Clan, which is an amazing, amazing uh, group of people that love killing aliens and pushing back the darkness in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right, right, that's right. And uh, how that works is uh, we brought him onto the show today because of our main segment. Our show this episode is called It's Better Together. So we're gonna talk about the benefits of community and why it matters, how it helps, and why it's such a good thing to surround yourself with awesome people when you're gaming. And what happens when you don't. So we're gonna talk about some of that. Sounds like a uh, plug for a higher score. Guess what? Spoiler, it is. <laughs> we're going to cover a couple things. We're going to start off by diving into our gaming news. As always, we're going to hit some really awesome things that are happening in the world of gaming right now. We're going to dive into some community news and let you know what higher score gaming is up to. We're going to get into some deals during our news segment where we're going to go over what we always promise to give you, and that is a rundown of games with gold and our PlayStation Plus titles that are free. We're gonna get into our main segment. As I said, we're calling it It's Better Together. And uh, we're gonna talk about everything that we just teased out a moment ago. And most importantly, as always, we're gonna get to what matters to you because you've asked us some questions. What's most important to you is most important to us. So we're gonna respond to every single question that went into our mailbag this episode. All of that and more is coming up starting right now. T-Rex, let's go ahead and fire off the news. What is going on in the world of gaming right now? We have quite a lot of hardware news, and I will start mm-hmm. with the PlayStation. A ger- Buckle up. <laughs> a German tech blog did benchmark testing that indicated the PS5 outperforms the PS4 by four times. And that's comparable to what uh, Microsoft was bragging about Project Scarlet doing during their East E3 presentation. Uh, Sony has also confirmed that the PS5 will run on an 8-core AMD Ryzen CPU based on the 7-nanomillimeter architecture for you computer nerds. Um, Reports have also surfaced that AMD is making custom video processing units for both the PlayStation and Project Scarlet that won't be commercially available otherwise. So Now, didn't this happen already, though? I mean, last time we had CUDA processors or something like that, and that was all proprietary, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so, but it's, they've confirmed a lot of the stuff on, on Sony's end, like the, the processor and, and the specs on that. Yeah, I feel like that little soundbite is like caffeine-free Sprite. You remember when that was a thing? <laughs> Sprite has caffeine? But it was, it never did, but they advertised it and sold it on the shelf as caffeine-free Sprite for a little while. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on with this. <laughs> it's Blessed like, processing. We, we were already doing this, but now we're really doing this. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so what else we got? Okay, for Nintendo, we have a lot of news. They Yeah, this is a big deal. They recently announced a new lightweight model of Switch, appropriately called the Switch Lite, for release. Only one calorie. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it might be low calorie, 
but it will probably have the same great taste. <laughs> All right. We want a soda cake this, this oh. afternoon. I have my All Coke right. Zero. <laughs> nice. The Switch Lite will be right. released this fall, as in only a few months away. It has permanently attached Joy-Cons, so it can't be docked and played on the TV. Um, there are also images out there on the interwebs of a Pokemon Sword and Shield version that may be hmm. forthcoming. So Okay. So isn't this kind of false advertising? They call it a Switch, but it can't really switch. Whoa. That's a good point. I see what you did there. Yeah. That that is a uh that is a a question that we should demand Doug Bowser answer. <laughs> <laughs> he is the authority on all things Mario after all. Indeed. Do you think it, they should call it the Switch maybe? <laughs> or a can't switch? Or the bait and switch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bait and switch. Ooh, I like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, it does seem like a good deal, though. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars cheaper than the currently existing dockable switch. So I, I think that might be some something that uh, gamers might want to pick up if they don't already have a switch. So the caveat is the new Nintendo Switch Lite will not be able to play all the games that the current Switch can. Uh-huh. So that's something to consider for anyone who is considering getting. A switch or a switch light. So say more about that. What is what does that look like? Um, well, they didn't specifically say which games won't be playable on the new switch light, but they did confirm that certain games will not be playable. I think these will be your games that are like you know high intensity, uh, lots of processing required from the console to be mm-hmm. played. I'm so, hearing Breath of the Wild as you're saying that. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of alluding to that, but since they didn't confirm any games, I don't want to speak out of hand. Yeah, but I so, would not be yeah. surprised if Breath of the Wild was one of them. That, that would be a yes. We wouldn't point, want though. we wouldn't want Prophet to ever speak out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> so it would need to be light games. Yes, right. for oh. the Switch Lite, right? That's what it's sounding like. No, no video intensive ray tracing. 3D rendering, I don't know. I'm just throwing out those words now. Or literal light games about light characters like Kirby. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he floats. Alright. Anyway, All right. so... We um, have so more Nintendo news. Have in the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they also announced a new version of the standard Switch, which, should we start calling it the Switch Heavy? Yeah. <laughs> yes. In any case, the new Switch will feature a more advanced battery that promises to dramatically increase playtime between charges. It's currently available only for pre-order and only in Japan, but I can guarantee Nintendo fans the world over are holding their breath. Mm-hmm. I can hear Kenny booking <gasps> her tickets to Japan as we speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, how long do I have to hold this? <laughs> I, probably next year, so... Uh, yeah. At least by I the end up. of this episode. Yeah. I give up. <laughs> and... Yeah. Even more new Switch models. There are going to be Disney themed models of the Switch on the way to get to Japanese gamers only, based on the Tsum Tsum line of plush toys, of which I have zero familiarity. Uh, no word on whether these new models will feature the current or the current or the new longer lasting battery. So mm-hmm. that remains to be seen. I have to I've think, seen I've seen pictures of it. One of the buttons is shaped like Mickey Mouse. So there is that. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. The home button. The home button on the Switch. Yeah. Nintendo also announced that the Joy-Con drift in current Switch consoles will be fixed free of charge for those who are suffering from this uh, malady. 
Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I currently I, am not suffering from it, but it's good to know in the future when I need it. It sounds like a medication commercial for those who are suffering from Joy-Con drift. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm suffering from Elite Controller on the Xbox drift, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> You are, but the cool thing yeah, about yeah. that, right, you can actually, I don't know if you knew this, Prophet, but you can go in and actually program automatic drift into your controller. So you well, how do you may do that? Be I've able, tried. Uh, you may be able to reverse program your drift out. On the console or on, I have to look it up to my computer? No, there's an app on the console to program uh, your Elite. Yeah. Yeah, so you I, could I, set I tried up with that app, the, the accessories app. I tried. Yeah. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Aw. I'll screen share with you okay. one day. You can, you can teach me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. What else do we got, T-Rex? We have a bit of Microsoft news. Um, okay. They're overhauling the Xbox dashboard once again with another pointless change to the way <laughs> Xbox gamers launch their games and apps and whatever else we happen to do with our consoles, like stream or, I don't know, buy stuff in the Xbox store. The biggest <laughs> change, however, is that uh, Microsoft seems to have broken up with Cortana. The she went rampant. She did. What? <laughs> She's been yep. around for more than seven years, I suppose, and has to go. Yep. The voice-activated personal assistant is being phased out of the Xbox experience. This update is already live for gamers in the Xbox Live Insider program, almost like a beta test. So, depending on the feedback the new features get. They may or may not be implemented worldwide. So there's a beta test for a feature that they have to remove. <laughs> like, how much testing is it? Like, <laughs> well, it's, just turn it off. It's a revamp of, like, the, of the UI. Yeah, um, yeah. So they probably yeah. they probably have some employees at Xbox that like they got nothing to do, so they put them on tasks like this. Hey, just mess around with the UI, change it up. We got to pay you. Make you it, know, make so. it impossible to find Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> if not yeah. using. I mean, how, if not using Cortana has been a beta test, then I've been doing that for quite some time. I've been doing that since <laughs> yeah. Cortana was released. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Some- Who, show of hands in reverse. Who has not had a Cortana experience that is completely foibled something they were trying to actually do? No hands go up. I just want you listeners <laughs> to know. We've all yeah. had it. She has shown up at the weirdest yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And taking over the uh, Pillar of Autumn. I, yep. Just saying. I'm, tell- I think, I'm telling you, she went rampant. I think Cortana is actually <laughs> secretly clippy in disguise. I see you're trying to play Halo. <laughs> Would you like my help? <laughs> it's so true. The legacy of Clippy. Uh, what else we got, T-Rex? Oh, we've got a big one. Amazon is getting mm. into the gaming business as a development studio. Ah. Newly formed Amazon Game Studios is reportedly working on a Lord of the Rings MMO for PC and consoles. And Take my money now. Yes. This actually <laughs> looks like a legit studio, not just something thrown together. They've hired a lot of programmers who worked on the Deus Ex reboot games, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided, and also folks who worked on EverQuest. So even though this game will be free to play... Hopefully, it won't have the typical free-to-play experience, which we all know means riddled with microtransactions. But I can't see how it wouldn't be, right? I mean, they got to monetize somehow, and if Amazon knows how to do one thing, it's it's take our money, take our money. I mean, you heard Profit say it first: "Take my money now." Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It'll probably tie in with the uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings show that they're developing. Yeah. Now I think I wonder if you're a Prime subscriber. Are you gonna get free gear in game? They'll probably make their own. They'll probably make their own game subscription thing. If yeah, 
to kind of follow along with what Google and Google Stadia is going to do. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They, yeah. Maybe. they can't let Google Maybe. get too far ahead of them in anything, it seems. Yep. That's, yep. <laughs> this is interesting, though, because, you know, you've got, you've got Google and Stadia trying to float as a platform, but Amazon, who really, you know, there's a lot of areas where Amazon has Google, like, dead to rights, and they're coming at this as a developer, which, I don't know, I mean, it's a pretty volatile industry, you know, I, do you think they're making a safe bet here? <clears throat> he, has the, he has the resources, Jeff Bezos, so... Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think they have the, uh, the operating capital that it won't really yeah, kill sure. them if their game pulls a, uh, an anthem. Yeah. Yeah. What's a billion loss here or there, you know? Yeah. That's like Pull. change yeah. in his couch he finds. So I love how you refer to that as pulling an anthem, by the way. <laughs> no. For a while there we called it pulling a bioware. And a, yeah. And a tick mark for oh. today mentioning anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep well, it relevant. They haven't they haven't pulled a Fortnite like uh Google's doing with Stadia, so yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool. We'll see. Yeah. So uh Retro gaming news, I hear, is on the horizon. One last bit of news, and it is about retro gaming. Konami has announced that it is working on a TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Now, for those of us who might not be aware, the TurboGrafx-16 was the first 16-bit console, and it beat the Super NES and the Genesis to the market by several years, releasing in 1987 Mm. in Japan, where it was called the PC Engine. Okay. And if you had if you had a TurboGrafx 16 back in the day, you were rich. Yeah, you because were. That thing was expensive. Yeah. <laughs> It'll have approximately oh, 50 games on it, which is on par with the other retro consoles. However, unlike the other retro consoles, you will have never heard of any of these games. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. The the list and What's an example? The list includes Bonk's Adventure. There are 3 of those, so I assume they'll all be on there. And there's a very rare early game by Hideo Kojima called Watchers that was for the TG-16, and that will apparently be included. Now, if there's a baby in a backpack in Watchers, my mind is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Easter egg. He would have, like, you know, had a little homage to his future game. Like a super nod. Maybe he used yeah. a higher score gaming time machine. Whoa. Went Maybe. back and planted that Easter egg. We did leave that in Japan. <sighs> Yeah. That is true. That is true. Anyway, so what do we have? Do we know when this thing's coming? We have an anticipated release date of March 2020. Now, weren't we making a joke literally like one or two episodes back where we said if TurboGrafx-16 comes out with a mini console, it's we just did. basic. We literally, I think, said <laughs> that I remember uh, it's going to be too much when that happens. I remember talking yeah, about yeah. Bonk's Adventure. Yeah, hmm. we definitely so did. So weird. Yeah, weird. I, with, you know, I mean, just we are a prophetic people. Okay? <laughs> trying to buy power, trying to buy Powerball tickets, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, so we should only, probably already get yeah. the uh, the Discord channel TG sixteen going, right? We would need mm, it, no, because there's going to be huge <laughs> demand. Only, I'll tell you, he'll be the only person in that channel, <laughs> T Rex. <laughs> right? Maybe well, he's going to geek out to himself with himself about mm-hmm. himself. Yep. <laughs> Because we've established over the last few days in our community events that T-Rex is super humble. Super, super mm-hmm. humble. <laughs> it's my best quality, my humility. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I am the most humble man on earth. <laughs> so, speaking of our community, uh, can we shift gears on community news? Let's do it. All right. So, we had a couple things that have gone down in the higher score gaming community since our last episode. 
And as a apology to you listeners, um, it has been almost a month since our last episode. Um, we have had some snafus that have actually occurred in the personal lives of uh, a couple of our hosts, uh, myself included. Please forgive. Uh, we will not create this amount of space again if we have anything to do with it. But we are very glad to be back in the saddle. It warms my heart. My mad kingly heart. It is nice to be anyway. back. <laughs> so, uh, because we actually have the clan leader of the 12 here with us, uh, might not be such a bad idea for you to take our first bullet point social. We had a uh, 12 raid training or two or three or four uh, since last episode. Yeah, uh, we've we've been doing uh, pretty consistently on Tuesday nights. We've been doing raid training on Destiny 2. Um, so, a group of us will get together uh, there's been six of us from time to time, or uh, we actually had two groups doing the same raid the same night. So we had 12 uh, people all raiding on the same night, um, and we were, mm-hmm. uh, we're a newer clan, so we were working on Leviathan uh, for a few weeks, and uh, we, finally, uh, we finally beat it, so that was super, and now yeah. we're... Now we're working on our uh, second raid right now, which is Scourge of the Past, which uh, let's just say we'll have a few more weeks of training on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's what I love about this, right, is that we refer to it as raid training, mm-hmm. which takes all the pressure off Yes. of this is raid night, which means that we have to be a bunch of completionist dodos, right? Right, right, right. It, it grants this opportunity to like take the pressure off, Mm-hmm. Let your hair down. <laughs> Feel free to laugh, you know, yeah. while you're raiding. Which, huh. you know, I mean, Prophet and I were reflecting on our first experience a uh, few episodes back. Um, after you know the twelve so graciously blessed us by being a part of our community, and we were talking about the uh, the fact that we were running the gauntlet in there mm-hmm. in the Leviathan, and uh, we what we thought was more impressive than beating it because spoiler, we didn't. Um, not at all was uh, not even close, but what we thought was more impressive was the fact that we actually ran the gauntlet section for three hours straight and (laughs) nobody got in an argument. Nobody rage quit. Nobody insulted anyone. I don't know. Raids have a reputation for doing that to people. So I think we got a good thing going. Yeah. That's that was definitely a first for me because usually I've, I'm used to the type of raid crew or fire team where if you don't beat that part of the raid in two tries, someone quits. You know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it was a, it was a nice uh, nice refreshing experience for me. Yeah. yeah. A and lot of the people that have joined have um, that's kind of been one of the draws for them. It's like, hey, we do a, a thing called raid training, where it's not just like we raid and we're hardcore, um, but it's really about like learning all of the mechanics and for everyone to get comfortable, and it really like pushes people as you know as a player because it because some people are like oh i use like a sidearm and it's like well this one you probably need to use a sniper rifle and you need to you need to mess with your loadout so you can you know take this specific challenge out so it's been fun uh getting to stretch ourselves as gamers as well so we also had a dauntless night you know i have to admit we were on the fence a little bit about whether we were going to take the Dauntless cross-platform channel and our guild out back and shoot it. Um, and I'm really glad that we didn't because we connected around uh, Dauntless and had a chance to play with a couple of our PlayStation players because, as you know, most of us reside in the Xbox world. Um, but 
some of us tinker in other consoles. So all of my really awesome single player titles are on my PS4. Um, but it was really cool to be able to connect with the PlayStation side of the house, which if you're listening to this and you're a PlayStation player and you haven't stepped up to the plate and, you know, come to bear arms with us, <laughs> no matter where we're doing it. Um, this is a definite open invitation. Please, um, you know, connect with us because we want to do the same thing in the PlayStation space that we've been doing in the Xbox space. And that is taken over with light. You know, when we uh, when we, you know, come to the come to the show. So right now, uh, PlayStation, I think we have, you know, five, six, ten, you know, active PlayStation players. Uh, but because of the smaller number, we don't always get a chance to get together. So what we've done is we've taken on this position of let's do more cross platform titles so everybody can meet everybody and game with everybody. And in a big way, it's actually working. So we're we're very much connected through Dauntless which is why we were hesitant to sort of set it down. And I'll say this, we had a Dauntless night, we had a great time. Yeah. We had a I wonderful didn't. time. I had to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't there. So Yeah, but I, um, I I believe you guys. You guys had a great time. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, and that's the title of our episode this episode, right? Boom. Yeah. Is it's better together. So, exactly. um we have we had some great times. Actually, we I I you know, there was a lot of Dauntlessing that happened after I left. I was there for the first half to like see it on. And then I did not see it off. I think Wally, uh, Worthy Wally in our community, kind of took it and ran with it. Um, a fresh batch of players came in. Yeah. And uh, I heard there was a lot of goat bouncing. Yeah. That went down. <laughs> yep. Which is <laughs> a, apparently half the fun of Dauntless. So yep. um, I have I have goat bounced once. I don't see what the big deal is. I, I feel like you're I'm doing a natural, though. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I'm a natural, but whatever. <laughs> if it was camel bouncing, you would be all over it, though. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I would be all n- not over it. Um, anyway, I'm not drinking out of my camel cup today, but um, maybe next time. We also have rekindled uh, some of our love for Fallout 76, which was an unexpected turn, I I feel, at least. Yeah. And I'll tell you, tell you why I did... And, you know, anybody can second this or whatever, but I'm putting my money down on the fact that Bethesda does right almost every time. So there were a whole bunch of patches that took place uh, to sort of right the experience that was wrong at the jump. But at the same time, there was a couple other things uh, that got my my interest. And one of those was the announcement, of course, of the upcoming DLC that will add living NPCs back to the game. Wastelanders. So, Wastelanders, right. Um, which is not forever away. And it is um, a so, free DLC, by the way, if anybody is right. interested and in picking up Fallout 76. That announcement was strategic in the fact that Bethesda at least earned $25 from me. Because the game is on, you know, basically perma-sale right now. Um, but could be getting a heck of a lot better. And my weird prediction is that it won't be on permasale here soon. I think the price is actually going to go back up when it starts coming up in a higher demand. Just my feels. It's, it's possible. Yeah. You, we've never seen that happen before, but I think it could. Um, other really great, fun cross play community news is that we have an HSG Minecraft realm that is now up and running. Ooh. Um, I don't think we have any Minecraft players on the show right now. Am I wrong on that? I don't have it. You are not wrong. Okay. But we have some really great community members that love the game. 
and I just think it's wonderful. We're currently running on in Terry's, uh from our communities, his free trial, which is very much appreciated, but Little Drop has stepped up and said, you know what, if we have a lot of people involved, I'm actually going to sponsor a, a perma realm for us. So thank you in advance, Little Drop, for um, you know stepping up to the plate and making a contribution like that. Um, and just really putting your community uh, first, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So thank, thank you, you Drop. Yeah. Thank you. Shout out to the Dropster. Also, uh, that kind of wraps it up for, I think, the summary of our community plays. We did have a little bit of Fortnite time in there as well. Uh, and Grateful94 has been running our Fortnite area, which has been great. We've had some Overwatch play. Always a good time. Oh, yeah. You can't oh, yeah. not have fun when you're playing Overwatch, at least for yeah. a few games, until you get shot in the back by Tracer a hundred times, and then you quit. <laughs> yeah. But um, that didn't happen we, to everybody. We don't rage quit in Hider's Cake Store gaming. <laughs> we so. don't. Actually, I was sleepy. We wait until yeah. the but, match um, is over and then leave the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a difference. You know, you see it, right? Uh, so... We are going to be, uh, let me just put this out here uh, on the show, is that we have decided to endorse the Clutch app. So if you have a smartphone and you want to share some gameplay experiences with us, your human highlight reel moments, your epic fails, whatever you think would be entertaining to share with us about the character of you as a gamer and the experiences that you've had, we have propped up a higher score gaming uh, group inside the Clutch app. And that has been really great because you can link it to your console, bring the clip immediately in, edit it right there on the spot, do some Hollywood type stuff where you switch mm -hmm. to slow motion and you can yeah. voice over, narrate it if you want to. You can tag it. Um, so if you look on Clutch for anything hashtag higher score gaming, you'll actually see some of our uh, Clutch replays from the community. So feel free to jump in. And yeah. too bad. Off. Too bad we can't see the replay of your Titan missing the Superman dive against that ogre. <laughs> you you caught that on gameplay, right? Uh, uh, actually, I do. I'll go find it. Yeah. If you have it, feel free to go ahead and plug my <laughs> embarrassment across yeah. the universe. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we had a moment. He's uh, Prophet's referring to a moment in Destiny where um, when the DLC was released, I believe it was Forsaken, that <laughs> produced the uh, new subclasses. And I could be wrong on that. Was it Forsaken? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the new subclasses came out, and I'm a Striker Titan by trade, and so Thunder Crash came out, and I thought, wow, that is the most gorgeous Superman-ish, I'm a rocket <laughs> move ever. And so there is the, um, I'm going to forget it right now, what's the name of the strike? It was, it was Sabathon's song. Yes, yeah, Sabathon's song. There's a, there's a part where a door opens... And there's a knight on the left, a knight on the right, and a giant ogre in the back of the room. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Social's nodding. Yeah, Right okay, at there. the beginning. Right at the beginning. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, the door opens, and I've been saving up my super. I was, like, revved. <laughs> I was revved up. Now, you also know that in this strike, that ogre makes up the majority of the back of the room. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's I, I fire off a thunder crash. I'm like, watch this, guys. And I <laughs> launch, and I flip and miss him. <laughs> like, it was harder to miss him than it was to hit him. It was actually kind of an achievement. But man, we could not stop laughing for a really long time. Um, but that's, awesome. that's, yeah, that's a great way to use the Clutch app. Yep. Thanks a lot, Prophet. Yeah. So, we'll yeah, see so if send, all your, send all your funny, cool clips. Yeah, yeah we love, we it's love watching kind of, 
<laughs> I, I've been loving using it. It's kind of like an Instagram, but for game clips. Uh, super yeah. easy to use. You up like you don't even have to upload the clip. It's already there once you sync the thing. It's so cool. And then you can just yeah. copy link, put it in there. It's so easy. It's so fun. All right. So here's some good news. We actually, uh, speaking of Clutch, we had our very first community contest which was an Overwatch play of the game contest. So here was the criteria. You had to put your gameplay clip in clutch. It had to be Overwatch, and you had to have gotten play of the game during the game in order to qualify, right? Mm-hmm. And then we took all of those under advisement, picked a winner. And because it was brand new, and it takes us sometimes a little time to get on, I would like mm-hmm. to personally thank our winner, for being very, very quick, very excited to participate. And I think we're actually really giving this award for enthusiasm, but I will say this. The clips that they posted were still mad impressive. Super impressive, yeah. yeah. So I saw a double boop from, I think it was from Lucio, that knocked two people off the back of, of a map at the same time. Very, very cool. And our <laughs> winner, drumroll... Kadabi. So congratulations. Ooh. Yay. Ooh. All right. Snaps from social claps from all the rest of us. Golf claps. And uh, congratulations again. And based on the console of choice for you, we're going to give you a $15 game currency of your choice for winning the contest. Uh, I believe Abacadabi is a PC player. So that may take the form of a Microsoft Store credit or Steam or Epic, or whatever the case may be, but we're going to make it happen. So, Abacadabi, mm-hmm. this is the first announcement we've made on this. Congratulations again, and we're going to hook up with you to um, get your prize over. So, again, awesome. Thank you for participating, and we're going to do another one here again very soon. Um, we actually just paused the show for a second while we were recording because uh, Prophet wanted to remind us that he is in possession of a free code on Xbox. Is that right? On Microsoft? No, it's on Steam, actually, for PC games. Oh, it's it's on Steam. Okay, so we have a Steam code available for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So that will likely be the next prize for our next community event. So stay tuned. I can say that. Yeah, if you haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it is awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Got a bunch of Game of the the Year awards last year. Yeah. 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 Thanks. So... One moment before we start, we're going to talk. I have a funny feeling we're going to talk a lot about the 12, the Destiny 2 clan this episode. Um, because we're talking about community and their leader is here. So maybe a little bias present on the show today. Don't know. <laughs> yes? Okay. Um, we're going to pause for just one second, though, and remind you that Higher Score Gaming also has a growing Division 2 clan on Xbox as well. And you know the leader of that clan's on here too, right? What? Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. Who yeah, is it, true. T-Rex? I think it's me. Yeah, yeah, the most humble person alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and in T-Rex, all of your humili- T-Rex is the best grinder. <laughs> that is that has been said. Um <laughs> it was also deleted off an episode once. So if you like that, you can go to our uh, blooper reel at the end of episode 6 and <laughs> Hear about T Rex's mad grinding skills. Um, T Rex, anything you want to say about our Division Two clan? Um, as of last night, we hit twelve members. Uh, we're still looking right. at nice, getting nice. these guys up to uh, max level with the good gear score and world tier five, so we can uh, go hit that eight player raid 
at some point. Yeah, get raid ready. Yeah, I got to get on that. There's a lot. Trust of me, social. We're gonna we're gonna take some cues from you, social. We're gonna be calling it raid training for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, sometimes stronghold boot, training. I, I, we could be, call it raid boot camp. We for could. Division. It, it. We could. It might be closer to boot camp than just training too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm your mama now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> How long uh, are the uh, division raids supposed to take? Uh, are they? Do, are, do you have checkpoints where you can like take take a break and come back, or are they all or nothing? I I don't know because it requires eight players to be at super high level, mm-hmm. and I don't know eight okay. players who are that high level yeah. yet. So have right, made right. no attempt at it. Gotcha. It has at least yeah. We're not three all, bosses. Come though, on, social because Ooh, there are on, we're achievements. Not subject for it. matter experts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Man, we, we, we aren't we supposed to be subject matter experts? We we had a hard a t- hard enough time doing strongholds in Division Two. Yeah, there's there's another yeah. clip out there where the four of us were playing, and that was some comedy. So I'm gonna find that. <laughs> yeah, and I post it to the uh, Clutch app as well. The the poison heard, room in the Washington yeah. event event center stronghold, I believe. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. watching the front of Ronan. Uh, glitched through a wall, and all you heard was the sound of him screaming as he was getting shot in the back a thousand times. <laughs> and because the you, door shut behind him. Yeah, but you and you can, but you can see because of like some sort of X-ray vision that you have, you can see him running back and forth, like trying to avoid getting shot, and then you just see him die. And it was just so funny. Yep, I want to oh, watch man. that. I want to watch that Twitch stream so bad. So please. The first raid boot camp. I want to see it. All right. <laughs> we, we, we will definitely stream it. That is a promise. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the Discord. We're going to zip on through this because I cannot wait to start our main segment here. Um, we have added a couple channels because you asked for them and we give the people what they want. So um, we added the Book Nook, which is actually a reading club that the Discord wanted. Uh, our community really wanted to geek out over some books, and I think there's some faith-based stuff going on in there, which I think is really, really awesome. And it's a lot more active than I would think a homework-based channel would be in a gaming <laughs> <laughs> channel. Homework-based. Yeah, man, a lot, a lot of our Discord members have so much time. Like, I remember during school, med school, instead of reading textbooks, I read novels. But uh-huh. now that I work, I don't have as much time to read the novels. Yeah, but how's your Wheel of Time thing going? I am way? on I am on book six, The Lord nice. of Chaos. Wow. So, That's actually really going. impressive. If you've seen the size of these books. Yeah. Um, and they only makes, get thicker. From here on out, they get thicker and thicker. So uh, book six, Lord of Chaos, is about a thousand pages, give or take. Oh, so, sheesh. Yeah. So a couple hours to finish wow. that? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> You, you ever seen those the, commercials for those speed reading uh, courses you could buy, uh, like uh, on TV? Those, uh, you know, as seen on TV, you'll see like little kids like moving their fingers really fast across the page, and <laughs> boom, they know the book. Just turns out it was a scam. I bought that as a kid. It didn't work. <laughs> Maybe it didn't work for you. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, hooked on phonics worked for me. Yeah. That's the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we also added a Minecraft channel because. Uh, we just talked about Minecraft and how awesome it's been to have a gang of folks doing that. Novak the Matt in our Discord was apparently searching around the other day and found an entire mineshaft that is now householding a railway. 
Uh, I guess that's going to be the beginning of our transit system over there. So um, we've been seeing some screenshots in the Minecraft channel of what's going down. Apparently, Interiu is up on like medieval building architecture and <laughs> knows how to make a legit. I don't even know what a rampart actually is, but I'm pretty sure we have them. Wow. So wow. that's a thing. Dude. His, Are we sure he is not Da Vinci? He could possibly be Leonardo Da Vinci. I don't know. <laughs> we also added a tabletop and CCG channel to the Discord as well. And we have some upcoming board game nights that are going to be happening on stream, which nice. I think is going to be, be super cool. Yeah. Screen share a little Catan action or something like that. Ooh, I say Catan because I'm not really much of a board game geek. And I know that like in terms of like tabletop versus board, like mm -hmm, tabletop mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. like that next echelon, right? Mm -hmm. So I think Catan is like the the monopoly of tabletop games. And then everything is cooler from there. So I'm pretty sure we're going to have some games that nobody even knows what they are, and, except for our table toppers, which is fine. And just to clarify, what does CCG mean? Collectible card CCG? game. CCG. Yeah, uh, collectible card game. But okay. Yeah. Just to clarify, Mad King Bob, Cones of Dunshire is not real. Oh, oh I wanted to be oh, the Ledger Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a Parks and Rex reference. It's if all you about the Maverick. <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> Behold, the cones of Dunshire. <laughs> um, if you have not seen Parks and Recreation, why not take this moment to recommend that show? It is good, clean fun. It is the best. I believe it's on Just Netflix. One of my it faves. is on Netflix. Um, For now. So, yeah, yeah. That is the added channels. We have, and I will say this, um, because of the speed that our Discord community was growing, we have actually temporarily closed the front door. And what I mean by that is I can't say on this episode... Go see it at HigherScoreGaming.com and click the Discord link and you'll come right in. I would love to say that, but we were growing very, very, very fast and we needed to stop, take a deep breath, make sure everything that made our community special stayed special. Um, and we're working on, um, kind of to quote Tony Stark here, we're working on the uh, barn door protocol uh, for uh, the Discord right now. So we are getting that uh, to a point where... Uh, when someone joins, there's a little bit more of an experience of this is what we're about. This is why we're here. Are you sure you want to be here? This is what you're going to be getting. It's awesome. But you got to come hungry. So that's the condition, right? We're going to have that all straightened away soon. And actually, by the time you listen to this episode, it may already be fixed. Go see us at HigherScoreGaming.com anyway. If you listen to this episode right now and you want to join the Discord community, um, just a temporary workaround, flip us an email gaming at gmail.com write us one sentence on why you want to be a member of our discord and I will connect back with you personally um, to get you a discord invite because that can happen so we still can't wait for you to join us um, obviously as you can hear we're having some great times let's dive in real quick to games with gold and the playstation plus free titles and then we can zip into our main segment again still very excited about that profit what do we got uh, for games with gold for this month, we have three games. Uh, the first one is called Inside, available. Mad King Bob here. Last episode, we used our time machine to travel into the past. This time, we're having to use it to travel into the future. Um, we tried to press this episode out as fast as we could. Unfortunately, by the time we got to getting the episode ready, the Games with Gold and PlayStation Free Plus titles uh, had a breakpoint across the uh, across the months between July and August. 
So I'm, instead of what we had recorded for the episode, going to give you a rundown real quickly on what to expect from Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus games for your subscription services for the month of August. Leading off on Xbox One, we have Gears of War 4 um, between August 1st and 31st. This is a title you actually don't want to miss. Uh, obviously, it's setting the stage uh, for them to get you hyped up for Gears of War 5, or just Gears 5, as it's been renamed. Um, this is going to follow the more traditional path of you serving as Marcus Phoenix and his buddies. It's a great title. Uh, the horde mode in this game is fantastic. The graphics are top-notch. They hold up very well right now. It was one of the first games to actually support HDR. Uh, beautiful game. The lighting is incredible. The action is the solid Gears of War action that you're accustomed to and expect, and definitely worth a download. Even if you're not interested now, you might be interested later. Um, go ahead and at least trigger install on your console so you can reserve that title for you to get a hold of any time in the future. The next title is Forza Motorsport 6, uh, which is also, of course, on Games with Gold because that's an Xbox One exclusive. That's available between August 16th and September 15th. This is the first Forza Motorsport that actually introduced uh, driving in wet conditions, a lot of really cool multiplayer features. Uh, this is, of course, not Forza Motorsport 7, so the audience is not going to be as large for this game, but the handling, the graphics, the car customization, and the selection of vehicles was absolutely fantastic. And as we found with these games with gold before, when they're free, the player base does start to pick up. So you might find some really good multiplayer experience with this title as well. So I would say this is, again, definitely a pickup. The next title on our lineup is the only one that would have survived our reviews uh, for Games with Gold, and that is Big Crown Showdown, uh, which is sort of a top-down American Gladiator meets um, cartoons. Uh, it looks to be very zany. There's a lot of um, friends become your enemies type things uh, in the game. There's a lot of hazards and obstacles. Seems like a whole bunch of fun. Uh, definitely check that out if you're looking for something silly, something light, something in between. The next title that is available... Uh, between August 1st and August 15th is Torchlight, and this is a title that's compatible both on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Um, this is sort of a game in the style of Diablo. You have three different player classes. It, there's a lot of replayability from what I understand in this game. Haven't gotten to play this one. You do have companions, uh, an opportunity to really enjoy some repeat playthroughs, and turns out there's fishing in this game. So if you're a sucker for fishing minigames, this one might be for you as well. But it looks like a great substitute. Uh, if you're not into the Diablo game itself or into Path of Exile, Torchlight seems like a really good way to scratch that itch. Our last title on Xbox Games with Gold is Castlevania Lords of Shadow. That becomes available on August 16th. It's available through the end of the month, the 31st. Um, this is one of the Hideo Kojima Castlevanias and is... Castlevania. I, I wish I could say more about it. This is not a specific title that I've played, but what I do know is these titles seldom disappoint. Castlevania Lords of Shadow. That's it for our games with gold titles. Moving on to our PlayStation Plus titles, there are two titles for the month of August. These are Wipeout, the Omega Collection. This is a game I actually paid good money for now to find out that it's free, which is entirely fine by me because the time that I've had with it, I've very much enjoyed it. It's a zero-gravity racer, uh, with a real progression path. So you can pick up different vehicles, upgrade them over the course of time. Lots of really awesome weapons. The courses are beautifully designed. The physics are great. Can be a little frustrating sometimes, 
but very much an enjoyable title. It's also compatible with PlayStation VR. So if that is you, then you have a great opportunity to get a free VR game. When does that happen? The next title that's available on PlayStation Plus is Sniper Elite 4. It's a fairly new-ish title in terms of being released as a free release. It was released in February 2017. Uh, not super familiar with the Sniper Elite series. I know that it does have a bit of a cult following. There are single-player, four-player co-op modes in this and some online multiplayer as well. It's a third-person shooter, and it right now, if you were to buy it on the PlayStation uh, Store, it would be full price at $59.99. So that's a great way to save some money and scoop it up. If you happen to catch this episode before August 5th, you still have an opportunity to pick up Detroit Become Human, uh, which is a Quantic Dream game. It's a deluxe edition that includes access to Heavy Rain as well. And the other title, which is sort of a nod to the 80s and 90s uh, gaming, which is Horizon Chase Turbo. Very much to me a polygon version of Rad Racer. And we gave it sort of a, you know, half a thumb up on our previous recording because we thought that it would be another one of those sort of in-between palate cleanser type games that could be great between AAA releases. And that will wrap us up for Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. I am headed back to the past so I can help finish this episode up. I am so excited to welcome our guest again, our guest host to the show, Social Geek Scene, the leader of the 12 Destiny Clan, which has grown explosively and beautifully yeah. and has become a wonderful, wonderful place for people to congregate. Um, and as far as I know, everybody is chasing after that high calling, which is the image of Christ. And while we're doing that, uh, we're pushing back the darkness, too. So that's really amazing. Uh, it's been such a great partnership. And wow. I mean, I just I don't even want to say partnership anymore. It's just like we're just us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just so. we're just we're just bros now. Just right there with you. It felt so, at first like we were kind of the uh, like the awkward family member. Like, hey man, can we sleep on your couch for a little bit? You know. <laughs> and then <laughs> I just made MKB just spit up a little bit of his drink as he was drinking that. Um, I'm wiping my face up right now. <laughs> and then um, the twelve finally got a job and and is contributing yeah, to the house. And then we got a job <laughs> and we started working and we were like, okay, okay, in the rent. And then we we were like, we're not going to move out. We are comfortable here, but we will give you rent money. So. <laughs> It's perfect. That's exactly what it feels like. All right, so <laughs> um, if you just wash the dishes every once in a while, though, social, come on. I'm, I was um, letting them soak. I was letting them soak. <laughs> <laughs> he said. Um, all right, so the focus of our main segment today, we are calling this episode, It's Better Together. And what we're talking about is the nature of social gaming versus... Um, Really, not necessarily like a single-player experience, because we know already. Everybody that's listening to this show, you're a gamer, right? That's why you're listening to this uh, show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope. If you're not, you're thinking about it. What we're talking about is the difference between a game that like supports multiplayer and makes multiplayer possible, but you're deciding to go it alone, or you're going after it with like two friends, versus you know plugging into a community that actually gives you a chance for... You know, you to connect with a whole bunch of people uh, and contribute to advancing one another together and kind of watching all the ships rise with the tide at the same time. 
And so when we were thinking about this segment, a couple questions came to mind. And one of them that I was thinking about um, that I wanted to kick this off with uh, is what makes a good gaming community work? So who wants to kick us off in conversation? I guess I will. <laughs> hey, <laughs> since go. I'm your guest, I didn't want to step on your feet, your big no, T-Rex man. feet. Um, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, kind of like before what makes it work is like is like why we want it to work and yeah or where we've seen it work before and mm-hmm. uh, back in the like when I was first gaming I I started with Halo and. I was in high school playing Halo, and then I was in college playing one of the Halo games. And my uh, college group at church actually started having like these LAN parties, and mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can play with all these college kids because I'm one too now, and uh, we can play Halo together." And it was so cool because we would literally have four, five, six Xboxes, all the TVs, wires running everywhere, and you could hear the person in the other door like, oh, you got me, you know, um, <laughs> and it was so much fun. You could hear people like laughing and uh, it was like one of the best like community experiences. And we take a break, eat some pizza, chug some Mountain Dew and then go right back at it. And then before <laughs> you know it, it's like 1 a.m. And we're like, oh, this was only supposed to be to 11 and, you know, uh, class in the morning and all that. Um, so like I miss I miss having that like you know, community experience. And I feel like everyone's kind of gotten that at some point or another, even if it's just like, you know, four or five of you and the the brothers, the cousins playing video games. Um, yeah. But there's, there's definitely the experience of, of playing in a community like that versus just playing by yourself. And yeah. a game can totally be, have its own life, you know, with shared with community. Um, that's why destiny is, one of my, my main jams right now is because, you know, playing with others and and raiding and doing all those events is is so fun because you you have that camaraderie and, you know, on the PvP nights you can hear each other, Oh, you got me, nice snipe, you know? It takes me right back to <laughs> among, which is among other things, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like I I want that community to kind of live and and be in in this clan, you know, to have kind of a sense of that on our little bio, I think I, I put, um, like, this is the, this is the destiny community group. Your church doesn't have, you know, that yeah. should have, cause, cause why not? Every church should have a, a destiny, uh, community group, right? I mean, every church should be committed to destiny. I think you took the play on words a little literally, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know great. Getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Here's one thing I like about a good gaming community, and I think this is one thing that's really awesome. This has um, been occurring to me just today as I've been thinking about how to answer this question. Before higher score gaming, I had a group of friends that I played Destiny with, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I had a group of friends that I played Division with. I had a group of friends that I played Forza with. And now I get to play all of those games with all of the same people. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it takes all of your social sphere and it like moves them all together mm-hmm. or it, it enlarges you. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's really cool because sometimes, you know, you get bored 
of, I hate to say this because, you know, just this has been my experience, but sometimes you get tired of failing in Iron Banner and mm-hmm. you in Destiny and you just want to play Overwatch because it's light. You know, mm-hmm. nobody's critical about your, you know, kill death ratio or any of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't so, have bounties riding you know, on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you want to jump into Overwatch and then all your Destiny buddies don't play Overwatch. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But. All of a sudden, now, when you're plugged into a community that just games, right, you've got Mm -hmm. access to anything, um, and you can do it with all the same people, and then you all get to come home to Discord, and you get to tell all your stories, you get to reconnoiter, you get to, uh, you know, (laughs) you get to um, take your your clutch clips and Mm -hmm. chuck them into our humble brag channel, Um, and it's just so cool to be able to share all those stories. And then somebody who's not playing that game, like, you know, nobody's ever, like, I've never picked up Overwatch, blah, blah, blah. But I see how much fun you guys are having and I can't not. So suddenly you welcome a new player to the fold, right? And it's just so cool, um, to know that literally like I, it's the title of the episode. It's better together, you know? Um, one thing, one thing I love about our community, especially, and this has happened so many times, there'll be a party of nine, ten people. Four people will be playing Destiny, a couple will be playing uh, Fallout 76, a couple will be playing Overwatch. But we're all hanging out together, hanging out, talking, laughing, playing whatever. Yeah. And then organically something will happen, like someone will say, hey, who wants to play a, um, a PvP match of Destiny or a P- PvP match of Overwatch? And then we'll all get together from that party, load the game up, get in, play, have a lot of fun. We've even had people who were in the party who didn't have Overwatch and saw and watched the stream on Mixer mm-hmm. or Twitch yeah. and say, yeah. my mm-hmm. gosh, this is so fun. I'm going to get this game. You know. Yeah. So I love that about our community. It's one of my favorite things. Just joining uh, the party randomly. I may not even be playing the same game as most of them. In yeah. fact, the other night when they were doing the Scourge of the Past raid... I was on my Switch playing uh, Diablo 3, so. <laughs> but I was listening to the conversation, listening to them, you know, run the mechanics and everything, and I told them, yeah, uh, you know, you need, uh, if someone drops out and you need me, I'm here, just let me know, and yeah, and of course, I'm, tra- I'm trash-talking uh, Ronan, because he's, he- <laughs> he's a heathen Eagles fan, because I always do, I, you know, I like to needle him, but, you know, so, <laughs> it's just fun like that, and I love that about our community, so that's... Yeah. What I love about playing together as opposed to playing alone, where if I'm just playing alone, like doing my um, bounties in Destiny or doing whatever, and I'm just sitting there alone, not talking to anyone, that gets old really quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I'm playing with y'all, all you guys, whatever game, Division 2, Destiny, whatever, I'm having such a great time. And before you know it, yes, it is 1 a.m. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So, <laughs> but yeah. I, I love it. I love it so much. So, and yeah. this community has done so much for me that i may not share a lot um but i do actually i do share here and there what this community has meant to me so i appreciate all of you thank you yeah 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 rousing speech prophet (laughs) (laughs) give the man his award (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so my (laughs) flair yeah your flair i I think destiny is such a good game to use as an example um you know because you think about like We'll just pick a planet, right? Like, let's pick Nessus. Everybody's been to Nessus. Not everybody wants to stay on Nessus. But -hmm. sometimes we have to go to Nessus, right? (laughs) So when we go to Nessus, there are are certain quests where it's like, you have to literally sit there and wait on a 
falling captain to spawn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only one of them. Mm-hmm. And there's like seven other people there standing around you, and you know they're all waiting for him too. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do damage to him before he dies, you're gonna have to wait for him to show up again, mm-hmm. which could and be half like an hour, of, which could mm-hmm. be a long time. But like literally, you're partied up. One of you guys is like jumping on a rock. The other one's like, "Hey, check out this new gun I just got. Check you out know, this like, emote." Yeah, look at my mad emote skills, you know, like I just took a selfie right now, you know, but like all of those things are happening and it's like the weight becomes completely bearable. Yeah. You know, and and you're just hanging out and it's like, okay, well, there's the guy. It only feels like it's been like two minutes. It's been half an hour. It's the same. It's the same half hour. Yeah. But it was like, and not only that, but you get like three other people in your party or two other people in your party that might get bullets on the captain. So you don't lose credit for the mission. So it's nice. You know, there's so much benefit there. Um, but most of it, I think comes down to just the fact that like you're connecting, you're building relationships and you get to, you know, we've, we've sort of done away. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the beginning we used to introduce, um, people in the community to one another saying he's an IRL friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. The term IRL, like just kind of drifted out of our vernacular after a couple months. Yeah. Right. Um, because truly what is IRL? We're together. We're gaming. We're talking about literally the struggles that we're going through sometimes. We're celebrating victories with one another. And it's not just downing a raid boss. Sometimes it's like, I got a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my parents got back together. Mm -hmm. You know, my son got baptized. You know, like there are amazing. We just had a a wedding in higher score. Congratulations Mm -hmm. to Shadow Fox and to the Maxident for getting married. We yep. have a Xbox player and a PlayStation player living in the same house together in harmony. With God, muscle, all muscle. things are possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but these are the kinds of things. So it's like we celebrated their wedding. You know, like, that's amazing. You know, and, and where else does that happen? And then you get to go, like, you know, shoot some noobs together. So it's, it's beautiful. Here's a fun question. Let's turn this on its ear. When does a good gaming community not work? Oh, when it's toxic. The previous clan we were in... Okay. Uh, in mm-hmm. Destiny, um, they were really good at raiding and doing all the activities. The problem with them was they were also very condescending and like, oh, you you know, they would be, they would disparage you if you weren't doing enough damage or DPS or you're not doing well enough or, you know, things like that. Yeah. I've never heard any of that kind of talk in the 12. It's yeah. always encouragement. It's always building up instead of breaking down. Yeah. So. That's when it gets bad. If you're in a toxic group where you are made to feel bad just because A, you may not be as skilled as the other players, or B, you may not know what you're doing just yet because you're new to the activity. And that's not really your fault, is it? I haven't found a game that I'm good at yet. Let's (laughs) just be honest. (laughs) I'm not I'm not the best gamer. But I guarantee I'm the best socializer. (laughs) And it's like, I have so much fun with everybody. And like, if everybody can put up with how much I'm bad at objective-based material, then I know we're onto something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I literally, I, I, I was thinking about this today. I haven't found a game that I'm like, boss at. Like, not one. And that's okay. Where, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have one that I just like pony. Maybe you need to game some on computer. That's heresy. (laughs) Um, So, anyways, so what about like, okay, so why don't we think about this? Um, 
Do you think when somebody like, you know, again, let I'm entirely fine with us staying on Destiny for a little bit. I know we're going to move around a little bit here, but when someone like Bungie says, let's be honest, let's say Activision because at the time of conception, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when someone like Bungie slash Activision gets together and they design an open world experience, especially, and we're going to touch on this when we get to our mailbag also, um, but when they design an open world experience, do you think that merely the presence of something like a clan or a guild system being in the game sort of insists upon the fact that the game was designed to be enjoyed by like 10, 20 people in a social setting versus like two or three friends that get together on a regular basis? Yeah, for sure. Because um, especially in Destiny with the clan perks and everything, you need more people, you need more people in the clan to level up the clan. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, because it's if you have only three or four people, in, yeah, yeah. If you only have three or four people in the clan, you're not going to get to the max level within a season. There's no way you might so, get to one yeah. level per season if you've only got two or three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I think it encourages more and more people to join. And how? And it's 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 not like explained really well how to find a clan. Our our clan. I joined our clan because of Mad King Bomb. You told me about the twelve after we started our discord server and I joined it mm-hmm. and then that was when there were like six or seven people. And now there's how many 30, 45, wow. 45. Wow. See, that's crazy. Good that gravy. was, that was just a few months ago when I joined it and now we've yeah. like, it's blown up and it's awesome. Yeah. You know, we're probably and social. I just, this is not a freak prediction. I can feel this. You know, there's probably going to be a 12 too, right? Like a second 12. Yeah. Like 13. <laughs> or 12 or 20, and a, 12 or 20, and a half. Or 24 12.2 <laughs> 12.2 whatever the case i mean we're going to hit we're going to hit cap one day yeah. you know i mean your cap is what 100 yeah 100 that's and not going to take long shadow keep is coming out in september which is year 3 of destiny 2 so i i, I suspect that we might have a little little spurt around then for all the new yeah. destiny 2 players coming around then or the yeah. people who gave it up and are coming back. Yeah. Or that, yeah. yeah. Well, good thing we love you guys enough to let you make up more than half of our entire community because that's <laughs> the way it's tracking. <laughs> We're going to need another couch. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, like, what are your feelings about games that actually, like, punish you for not having access to friends? Like, how does that, how does that make you feel? Not. Well, can you give an example of a game like that? Red uh, Dead Online. Well, sure. Red oh, Dead yeah, Online geez. is a great one. Yeah. Well, I don't play it, so there's your oh. answer. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I play I play Red Dead too for sure, but the online component, no. After you told me the story of how just getting a horse you'll get killed, mm-hmm. I was like, no, that doesn't sound appealing to me. So <laughs> that man's got a horse. Murder him in cold blood. <laughs> and the horse. <laughs> Wait, were I... we trying to take the horse? <laughs> Let's just kill the horse. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be a respawn in 30 seconds anyway. If I can't have it, nobody can. Right. So there's other games, though, as well. Like, we've been talking about Division 2, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There are, I mean, the Dark Zone. Oh, jeez, It's one of the best parts of the game, really. Like, nothing gets my blood pumping (laughs) better than trying to extract loot from the Dark Zone. Oh, yeah. I think it is an awesome experience. Heart racing, whatever. It is like the purge in there. But when yeah, you're alone, yeah. 
right? It's like, it's a totally different thing. And it's like, I am on my own. I am surely going to die. And that yeah. is the, that is the end of it. You made your mind up already. So it's like, that's a game that punishes you because I mean, think about the access to loot that you have in the dark zone. The fact that you can level up so much faster mm-hmm. or gear up faster there, but it's an entire area of the game that I paid for that I avoid because I don't have yeah, a squad you need, to roll you with. You absolutely you know? need people when you yeah. go in the dark zone. You can't, I mean, there's no point going alone. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have I've been in there with a, a, a partner before, and still, when we tried to extract our loot, another player came and killed both of us and took our loot right off the helicopter line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that was just one player, right? Yeah, one player did it to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. just one person. I'd understand yeah. if it's a group of four who come and kill me, but if just one person can take out an entire team, man, he's like <laughs> Jason Bourne or something. Well, he, he was pretty high <laughs> level, and we were a little bit distracted by putting our extractable uh, loot on the on yeah. the line, and he kind of headshotted us both. But that's the design of the game, right? Is to yep. be completely savage at that moment, yeah. and that's what you got. Um Here's a game that I think does it well, and I know I've been a fanboy of this. We've been talking about this. I know I seem like I've got like stars in my eyes about this, but Fallout 76. Um, there is a, this is my opinion, please refute if you would, would, would like to, T-Rex. But I, I think that they get it right because when you're in that open world, there really is no like, okay, so in the Division, if you want to go hostile against another player, you have to be in the dark zone. Right. So it's kind of like your presence is consent. Yeah. To mm-hmm. shoot You are other. assuming the right. risk of being shot. Mm-hmm. But in Fallout 76, you can literally spawn into a world for the very first time and reach, what is it, like level five, I think. Yeah. And some level 160 can just come down and mercilessly nail you to a wall. Yeah. Now, I don't know why they would, but they do. Um... But I've found as well that when I'm rolling with T-Rex in my party, Heavenly Vox in my party, Steel Lily, who's in our Discord community as well, mm-hmm. she's awesome. Like, when when we roll together, we've never been encroached on by somebody because Fallout 76 gets it right, I think. Because although it's hostile out in the open, when you're attacked, you only receive 10% of the damage that your attacker is dealing. Until you return fire. Until you return fire. You know, you have an opportunity. If you're getting shot and you're seeing your health getting ping, 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 you know, dropping down, like you can literally send your three friends in your party after that person and just deal with it. You know, so when you're in a group, you tend to be a lot safer. Yeah. You know, so I think that's really cool. So that's kind of a game that rewards you for partying, punishes you for not, but also doesn't brutally punish you if you're a lone wolf. And so I think there's some really cool balance there. And I think from what I'm reading and seeing, the, uh, the new uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is going to be similar in nature to that as far as it's easier to survive when you've got a lot of people. The the, mm-hmm. the old uh, line from Legend of Zelda, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so to uh, tack on to what makes a good com- uh, gaming community work, um, I think consistency is an important thing. Um, and I know we've been doing a lot of community events and things, um, but it's built a kind of a sense of consistency in the community, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, so like we've been doing raid trainings on Tuesday and I didn't actually one Tuesday, I didn't say anything about it. And someone just popped in and they're like, 
hey, what uh, what raid are we doing today? So I was like, oh, it's working. Like, yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah. And then like every Tuesday's reset. So I'll, I'll post like a reset up update thing. And Friday, it's their day. So like popping that in there. Um, so I think like consistency is uh, something that's that's important, I think. Yeah. And, and building yeah. that good gaming community, um, which, yeah, that's that's my thought on that. Well, size helps too, right? Because, you know, you've got, when you've got 10 people and you know you're looking for a fire team of six, mm-hmm. when somebody just can't make it because life happens, like not everybody else has to pick another lane and get in it for the night. Like, yeah. you know that you've got some people to lean on. Somebody can step out, somebody can sub right in. You know, it's really great. And that helps with that consistency. And I'd like to pause right here while we're here. Speaking of consistency, one person that has helped make this a consistent experience, uh, you guys already know who I'm thinking about. It's Worthy Wally in our Discord. Um, I know we already clapped for Abacadabby today, but can we clap again? <laughs> Yay. Golf claps and snaps for the Wallster. Because um, uh, just... She's been doing a phenomenal job of making our community events calendar full, Mm -hmm. um, vibrant, varied. She has become a subject matter expert on games that she doesn't even play. So she knows what it looks like to set up an event for that game, which I think has just been fantastic. So we have people stepping up trying to make this work. Thank you for adding that extra point on uh, social. I think that's fantastic. All right. So our... Favorite part of the show, pretty much every time, is our mailbag, and we are here. So thanks for sticking with us. Um, as we've kind of shown, this episode has been a love letter to our community um, about uh, how much better everything is together. And uh, if, if you're still on the fence about whether or not to to take a look at Higher Score, uh, you've been listening to these shows and uh, just haven't tried to connect with the community yet, let the remainder of this show also be a uh, a an encourager to you that everybody wants to connect, uh, you know, chuck some questions around, have some meaningful discussions. We got some great, great mailbag questions, both about faith and about gaming this episode, which is what I love that our community has just as many questions about Jesus and about our walk and about the journey that we're on. Uh, as they do about the other journey that we're on, which is, of course, you know, to save the world, um, you know, from alien monsters, but, or dragons. Um, you know, or dragons or whatever. But <laughs> I'm going to kick off our mailbag with reading the first question because our official mailbag host is actually going to be answering our first question. So this question comes from Worthy Wally in our discord. And the question is directed right at Prophet of Rage. Uh, Dr. Prophet, what do you think of video games being used in the medical field for conditions involving physical therapy versus more traditional hands-on techniques? Also, could video games specifically be developed for individuals in need of behavioral modification? Uh, Could that be useful? What do you think? Well, uh, let me start off by saying, uh, Wally, thank you for showing me what it's like to review medical literature and abstracts and journals again. It brought back very bad memories, but I'm doing this for you and all our higher scored gaming community. So uh, I did a lot of research on this and I've learned uh, quite a few interesting things. Um, Video games are a great adjunct to therapy for various um, 
medical psychological issues um one of the ones i learned about is pain so especially in this day and age in our society where we have a huge problem with like uh, an opioid ep epidemic where people are addicted to narcotic drugs things like that it's important to learn that video games can help with alleviating pain and it's pretty simple how it works um there was a case study on a 10-year-old boy who had photodermatitis of his lip because he had um, basically an injury there and kept scratching it. So because he kept scratching it, it wouldn't heal. So what the doctor did was he gave him a Game Boy Advance to play. And because he played mm -hmm. it so much, he stopped scratching his face and the scar healed. So even though that wasn't the traditional mode of therapy for something like that, in the end, it ended up curing his case of photodermatitis in an indirect way. So that's a pretty cool thing to learn about how video games can be used. Um, another one is with pain. Um, people who play video games tend to re experience less pain. And the mm -hmm. mechanism of that is pretty simple. Um, you're distracted by the game. You're focused on the game. So because your brain is focusing your attention on the game or whatever you're doing it will not focus on the fact that you are in pain somewhere else on your body. I had now, heard this of works that. With, I had heard of that yeah, study. Were, were the cool. patients in that not uh, burn victims? Yeah, burn victims. Yeah. Uh, having having fractures, um, back pain, or uh, traumatic injuries, things like that. These patients were um, given video games to play, and they didn't even take any pain pills. Their pain was cured just by playing the video game. Or, or at least significantly of, lessened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they um, playing the video games distracted them enough that they did not focus on the pain and they never felt it for a, quite a long time. Now yeah. the problem, the flip side of this is, well, what happens when you stop playing the video games? Then yeah. there might be an issue with certain patients where the pain will come back and they'll experience it. It's in a phenomenon called rebound pain, where the pain is more and worse mm. um, once it comes back. So. You know, it's not a cure-all by any means, but like I said, it is a nice adjunct to different types of therapy, especially because pain, pain is a subjective thing, right? Yeah. If you tell me you're in pain, well, I have to believe you. I can't experience that pain because I'm not you. Mm -hmm. So, um, I know my uh, colleagues in the medical field, they're very reticent to prescribe opioids or narcotics for um, pain related mm -hmm. to simple things like headaches, migraines, or things like that. I know a friend of mine who only prescribes um, narcotics and opioids for the pain from fractures or cancer therapy. Otherwise, he won't do it yeah. because they're so addictive. You know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, video games are great in that regard to at least alleviate the burden of having to pop so many pills just to get take the pain away. And... In my own experience, from my wisdom teeth surgery from a couple of weeks ago, yeah. um, honestly, the pain pills weren't working, but playing the video games helped. It took me a couple of weeks to get over that, and definitely playing uh, my Switch or my Xbox, that definitely helped me. So, there have been studies that have shown that video games that are designed for patients with behavioral issues do tend to work as an adjunct to... Uh, regular psychotherapy, which in includes conservative measures like group therapy, 
um, psychotherapy and things of that nature. So there are games that have been designed for that and they work um, mm. for people who have suffered from things like paranoid schizophrenia, uh, mood disorders and things like that. So uh, thanks for the question. That was a really good yeah. one. Yeah. All right. That is the most I've ever learned about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Prophet, I know you just uh, gave a comprehensive answer, but you're also our host of our community mailbag. So would you like to kick our next question around? Sure. Uh, the next question is from Heaven Walker. Apart from microtransactions or loot boxes, another criticism of modern games I see a lot is the state of open world games. Many people say that many open world titles, particularly but not limited to those by Ubisoft, follow the same formula. Generic story, generic side quests, capture territories to open up the map. Uh, one way I've heard it described is every new game is an Assassin's Creed reskin. Do you think there is a lack of uniqueness in single-player open-world games, or do you think the story-slash-ambiance changes have sufficed? Yeah. So there was a uh, second question as well that came yeah, from Interior. This is, uh, yeah. this is to, pick, to piggyback off the uh, previous question. Interior asks, uh, Speaking of open-world games, I've seen a lot of talk around the idea that games need what's starting to be called the Breath of the Wild treatment, which means re-envisioning a game to be more open-world and open-ended than its predecessors. There's also been a lot of pushback against that idea, saying open-world games are too ubiquitous and are starting to become the same game. What do you think about the open-world trend and its overall impact of the genre? I think some of these guys are playing the wrong open-world games because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, The Witcher 3 is fantastic the metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain is very open world i loved that game um yeah i I think the problem is that they're going from games like like from one fallout game to the next and not playing a kind of a a, a palette cleanser game in the middle like say say you you you're you're you've been playing fallout 4 for a really long time and you just got fallout 76 play i don't know forza between the two and it'll give you a greater appreciation for the differences um I, and i and i do ag- do agree that if you play the same genre of game for a year straight whether it's one game or five or however many you have if you're playing the same genre they are going to bleed together you're going to forget which quests go in which game you're you're going to be looking for fusion cores in skyrim somehow <laughs> but yeah. it's just I think it's it's a lack of a varied diet of games that makes them seem like the open world games are all the same game. Yeah, uh, one thing I've noticed from playing Breath of the Wild, when I started playing it, I played about 100 hours on it, and I may, maybe beat one boss because that was because I was cooking too many things, you know? I was foraging for ingredients and then going off and cooking things. So that's what I spent the vast majority of those hundred hours doing is cooking because, you know, I'm the cookbook of rage. Yeah. So, <laughs> so which I love that I, channel, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, nice plug. But um, when I went back to it recently, I had no idea where I was. <laughs> I couldn't find my horse. Uh, I didn't know where to go. <laughs> so I just decided to climb the highest mountain in the game and uh, take a picture. So there is there is that that could happen. But, you know, eventually just watch some YouTube videos, you'll figure it out again. And it's fun, you know? Yeah. I think the important thing is definitely you need the palate cleanser. 
um, because I love eating at Chipotle, but I don't eat there every day. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. You need to mix it up, and that's you got to do that with video games too, for sure. So Novak the Noble asks, "How do you keep yourself from getting bored of video games when you're on a budget? For example, I'm in college, meaning I'm broke and can't buy or can't be buying new games a ton." That's a good question, and it's one I had to struggle with myself at at various times. Um, I think one of the best ways of keeping from getting bored when you're when you're playing is, I mean, the theme of our episode. It's better together. Even even if yep. you've played through a game several times, if you have the option of doing cooperative stuff, doing raids together with with a group of friends. Even if you're doing the same thing over and over again, it's fun because the conversations will be different. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. for sure. There are any number of free-to-play titles out there, and we we do know that that is a uh, often a signal of a poor quality game. But sometimes they're actually pretty good. I on Steam, there's a load of free-to-play games, and a lot of them are great. Uh, Path of Exile comes to mind. It's really good and free to play. All you have to have is the computer and the hard drive space. And then there's always diving into the pre-owned bargain bin games yeah. at your mm-hmm. local GameStop or or your your local mom and pop game store. They're, they'll usually have a secondary market for games that people played, got tired of, and then sold back. And the store's not allowed to sell them for the full price since they're used. So you can get a uh, get a good deal. I uh, for my birthday one year I got about fifty dollars in GameStop gift cards, and I dove into the pre-owned bin at my GameStop, and I walked out of there with about seven games for that fifty dollars. Nice. So yeah, and and you just you just have to be willing to to put up with playing older games because nothing drops a price. Like a sequel. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and for sure. Particularly on Xbox, there are these the the Xbox reward points. If you earn X number of Xbox reward points, you can actually redeem those for Xbox Live store credit, essentially, toward uh, download games. And that can get you some some high quality games if you can catch them on sale and you have enough rewards points mm-hmm. so if anybody's got um, anything to add I, on that yeah i mean games with gold you get like mm-hmm. four or five free games a month that so that's a good resource mm-hmm. um keep your eyeballs on our discord channel deals zone yeah because yeah. always dropping good deals in yeah there. yep yeah that's also true yeah good another good plug if you're trying to budget yourself i mean maybe bulk up on games during the e3 sale yeah or bulk up on games during like black friday or something like that because a lot of times cyber monday you can grab yeah you can grab crazy stuff um i remember getting assassin's creed odyssey for it was like ten dollars or something yeah Mm -hmm. um i got the witcher 3 complete edition with all the expansions 10 bucks. Wow. Right. Um, I still can't find it that cheap anywhere else, but I think I paid more for that for like the blood and wine expansion. I know. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's great. You know, just, you got to look for the deep sales and if you see one, go ahead and spend a little bit extra, you know, grab a few games that you want to budget over the course of time and then you won't really have any gaps. Yeah. 
And also, also, yeah. if you happen to find a deal that not everyone knows about, drop it in the Deal Zone channel mm-hmm. on the Discord. Yeah, let everyone know. Yeah, please tell us about them. That's what it's there for. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And teamwork makes the dream work. There's two great rhyming mottos for there you, you that you can live your gaming, yeah, yeah, man, gaming budget life by. So we got we got even more questions. Haven't these been awesome so, already? Frulio asks, which scripture verses do you like to use when you are under spiritual attack? And I'll throw this to our resident pastor. <laughs> I guess so. So um, I, I think about Frulio. I'm going to do this. Here's Here's my flat disclosure up front. I'm going to take you at your word that it is, in fact, a spiritual attack because we could elaborate and we could um, we could go a lot of different roads right now, um, some of which might be very useful if we're talking about figuring out if an if a circumstance you're actually dealing with is, in fact, a spiritual attack, because I think it's very important first to begin with understanding whether or not that's what's happening. Now, I'm not casting doubt on your statement, as I say, quite the opposite trusting that you know what a spiritual attack looks like and feels like. Um, So let's assume you have one Um, and you are looking for scripture to stand on, which is, that's a, that's a scriptural encouragement. You're very right. It's, it's, you know, place your faith on, on, on the word, make that your foundation, build upward on the counsel of God. And that's, that's good. That's a good thing to do. You know, the word will not leave you short of advice or direction ever. Um, and quite frankly, you you want to use the Holy Spirit, which actually is is really the illuminator of the word of God, right? So, like, you know, you can read the Bible. You know, plenty of people who say, I've read the Bible. Um, it's just a bunch of stories about, you know, God killing people. You know, what's this book? Huh. You know, like, yeah, you know, and it's... You know, it could be, you know, it's, as we've, you know, Bible as history class, you know, like they teach that in school in some places, yeah. but there's such a huge difference between that and having received the presence of the Holy Spirit and then reading the word because it changes everything. You know, anybody who's in that situation would tell you that reading with a helper, you know, uh, is, is mm-hmm. so, so different. And so I'm going to recommend um, specifically a book that I literally just finished teaching out of, and that's Isaiah. I'll give you a particular scripture, but then I'm going to tell you why you probably need to read the whole book. So particular scripture is this, Isaiah 26, 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. There's so much there in that snippet. It's, we are kept in perfect peace. That is not imperfect peace. That is complete and absolute peace whose mind is stayed on you. That means that our focus has to be directed um, upward fully and consistently, right? Because he trusts in you. And that's the test, right? So it's like three little sentences that define the components of what it means to actually walk with faith. Um, It's to receive a peace that surpasses all understanding, which as we know is a different scripture, but it, that is perfect peace. It's undefinable. It's immeasurable. It's infinite. It's perfect. But staying your mind on something really is a good reminder and a good call that there's a trade-off and an exchange here. Oftentimes we read scriptures and we're like, oh, well, God's going to give me this, but you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So we got to own part of this spiritual attack, right? 
Um, so what we what we have to do is figure out, okay, what are our marching orders in order to to wage war? You know, back to push back. Um, so that's that's a scripture I think that's very very useful. Um, is to actually maintain your focus, you know, on the Lord because that's that's the first thing that we do is we get isolated, we get separated, and that's when a wolf can eat a sheep, right? So I think that's the first thing um, is that particular scripture. But I'm, I'm going to say the entire book of Isaiah is a great place for you to spend some time. And it's not really that long. If you sat down and you wanted to cover to cover read Isaiah, take you an hour, 45 minutes maybe. Um, and that book is nothing but the best collection of prophecy um, that was assembled throughout the life of the prophet Isaiah. So what you've got is you've got promises of deliverance from Babylon toward the end of the book. You've got prophecies about the coming of Christ at least three or four times in that book uh, mentions that describe, you know, Jesus to come. Uh, you've got a story of Cyrus, who's the king of Persia, um, who actually was able to um, defeat the Babylonians um, in place of Israel. Israel didn't have to go to war uh, to win that war. And it was just proof that God can use anything to move your circumstance out of the way. You're, you're not always like one-to-one dealing with the thing that's right in front of you. Like God can miraculously make something else his agent to go to war on your behalf. So when you think about spiritual attack, there are a couple times in that book when the promises that God made to deliver Israel out of the hands of Babylon, um, there were several times that God was referred to as the Lord of hosts, not just God. And I know I say just God, like that's a thing, but you know what I'm saying? There's an extra identifier there, the Lord of hosts. That means the God who has command over armies of angels. So there's spiritual war implied there. So um, I think the book of Isaiah is very well connected to spiritual warfare. Um, As long as you take the nation of Israel and you contemporize that by substituting your own heart. So what I've learned after digging and i've been i've been tearing into my bible lately what i've learned over and over and over that i've seen i've been in kings i've been in samuel i've been in judges i've been in isaiah this is where i've been living and i'm seeing over and over that every time israel is front and center which is pretty much all of that when you go to the new testament israel is your heart so like at the end of the book of judges for example and there was no king in israel so everyone did what was right in their own sight right um, that is a scripture of there was no king in Israel, so everybody made their own excuse to do whatever it is that they wanted. They justify, they rationalize their own behavior, right? But when you go forward to the New Testament, if the king in Israel is Jesus in your heart, well, when there's no king in Israel, when there's no Jesus in your heart, you're going to do what's right in your own sight again. So I'm trying to connect that for you so you can see that the book of Isaiah, if you, if you substitute your heart for the nation of Israel, you're going to see a lot of really good advice. and You're going to see a lot of things that God has promised to do to deliver you um, and to provide you peace, you comfort, you assurance um, in that book. So if you can read that and you can personalize it, it's not just a story of a nation because you are Israel. And, you know, so that's, that's what I wanted to share with you there. 
Preach. <laughs> Preach, brother. I think he just literally did. <laughs> um, did that just happen? <laughs> um, I just blacked out. What? what where, where am I? <laughs> anyway. So, Kenny asks, what games recently have been catalysts for you having great Christian conversations? Well, we miss you, Kenny, by the way. So. We do. We do. We, we need the Nintendo. Hope you're feeling better. We need the Nintendo subject matter expert. And we hope you feel better, too. <laughs> but uh, I don't know about how recently recently is, but I can tell you one of the great theological discussions I have had in my life has actually come about by virtue of a friend of mine in, in high school who was not Christian. Um, he and I were playing the game Final Fantasy Tactics at the same time. And I hope not that I'm not spoiling anything because this game came out like 22 years ago. But it has some very particular takes on organized religion. And in fact, the last boss of the game is actually the Christ figure of the religion of the people in the game. I had a fantastic conversation with, with my friend, and it was, it was all about how do we know the Bible's true, in, such as in the context of this game, when it had been written by people who were trying to hide something, that, say, the Saint Ajora was evil. And, and, and it just allowed me an opportunity to share with someone who doesn't necessarily believe the same way that I do about what I believe. And we, we didn't settle any arguments, but I feel like planting the seed was enough, and that's all that God asks us to do. Very nice. Um, I can add yeah. to this. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a very particular mission in The Witcher 3. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but it does bring into questions about the sanctity of life. And if you play the game, you know what mission I'm yeah. talking about. So. Um, it was very powerful, actually, when I played it, and I, um, you're given a choice to make, and it really reflects on, I think, life and society today, where there's a whole debate amongst uh, the right to choose or the right to life. So, that was a very intense discussion I had with a friend of mine after playing that game and that mission, and it was mind-blowing that it came from a game like Witcher 3, yeah. you know, where you're this monster hunter who, you know is chasing down monsters for, for coin, you know, and then this mission happens and you're like, whoa, that was profound. So yeah, that's one game that affected me for sure. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually that is a, uh, yeah. I mean, we've actually talked about that, uh, that segment of the Witcher on this show before. Um, I think it was so in uh, I think that's- episode one or maybe episode zero. If yeah. anybody wants yeah, to go back and early. listen to all that, episodes <laughs> yeah going through the vinyl through our vinyl collection <laughs> so t chance asks if you are serving in your church how do you deal with burnout yeah so i wanted to volunteer for this question um because i've both been a church volunteer who has been burnt out and i have also been uh the church staff person scheduling burnt out volunteers so I would say, um, I don't know if you're, if you're the one that is burnout or if you're the one dealing with burnout people, uh, serving and you're kind of scheduling them and, and that sort of thing. But, uh, if you are, if you are burnt out, 
I would say um, put yourself in in their shoes, in the in the scheduler's shoes, um, and try to see it from their perspective first. Um, sometimes they are looking for church volunteers, and those are such a a valued uh, resource in the church because church volunteers are so so needed. Um, but when we get a great church volunteer, um, it's very easy to schedule them every single week and get them to do way, way more than, than they want to do. But they're there, and they're excited, and they're passionate, and they want to help. Um, but what happens is kind of like, like a cup of coffee, like they're full, they're, fill, they're totally filled up. Um, but you start serving, and then that cup gets emptier and emptier, and then it, it hits totally empty. And then there's, there's nothing more you can pour out, but you're still serving. So that's where that burnout happens, um, which is definitely a, definitely a bummer. Um, and I've been there. So, so how to deal with it? Um, I think, uh, so, so try to see it from the perspective of, of the person scheduling you. Um, and then also it's super important to uh, be prepared uh, in church when you are serving. And I say be prepared as in if you are the pastor and you're about to deliver a message on Sunday, that pastor is probably going to study the Bible to uh, prepare that message. The worship band is probably going to practice the songs and learn the lyrics to play those worship songs. If you're just setting up chairs or on the parking lot team or whatever capacity you're in, you should also still prepare in some way um, to serve, or you're not gonna, or you're gonna keep dealing with that burnout. Um, so, ways you can prepare um, is definitely prayer. Uh, definitely listen to some praise and worship music. Get your heart right. Um, listen to a podcast every now and again. Uh, if you if you're serving, sometimes you miss the message anyway because you're serving in kids or. And, and you might not get that message. So listen to it on the, po- on the podcast. Um, and another big thing is just rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently was just feeling a little bit of burnout in, in my church. So I took three weeks off and I just needed it. I just needed to step back and just take some time, rest, recharge the engines, recharge the batteries, um, just so I could get back into it, you know? Um, so it's just... It's all about um, a lot of mental health, just keeping your keeping your mind clear and you want to you want your heart to be right. You want to be doing it for the right reasons. You don't want to you don't want to serve because someone asked you to serve. You want to be serving it so you can make a difference in the kingdom, you know. And then the last thing is um, how do you deal with burnout is community. So we are better together. And if you are feeling burnout, you know, talk to someone in your community, whether that's your church community Seek counsel from them or an elder, or since you're in Discord, you can always reach out in Discord, and uh, that's what that Faith Talk channel is all about. So have conversations um, and lean on your community members for for guidance and insight as well. And to piggyback on when you said rest, it's also important to combine rest with a prayer life, especially yeah, in silent, sure. especially in silence, because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like. When you sit in silence and talk to God and just pray or even just listen, it's profound how he works yeah. through you and recharges Absolutely. you. So 
that's an important thing to remember Be as well. still and know that I am God. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm going to leave the next uh, question to social. <laughs> uh, <laughs> social the next, asks. <laughs> the next question is, is from me. And I ask, it's even more meta now because I'm asking myself the question on the podcast that I asked myself on Discord. And that question is, how meta would it be if I asked myself a question on the podcast? Hey. And to myself, hey, I wait, would wait, answer, wait, 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 no, 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 no. We Hold don't on. want you uh. to collapse the space-time continuum by answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we just have to stop here. <laughs> I would say in theory, though, I had some equations, and it's too meta. And that's the problem. Yeah. So that's where we would. He did the math. I'm going to answer it for you. I'm going (laughs) to answer it for you. Universe, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) So Dan the Lad asks, who is your favorite superhero? And why is it Star-Lord? No, no, it's not Star-Lord. For me, it's Batman. (laughs) All right. That's a good one. It's my my answer, too. I have a Batman tattoo on my arm. So you can't see it on the podcast, but it's there. I have a Joker tattoo on my shoulder. So, <laughs> you and I are now enemies. Why so serious, Prophet? <laughs> so, I'm a Steve Rogers guy, and actually it's not based on comics, it's based on the MCU, because of the uh, comment that he made very, very early on. Um, I only know one God, and he doesn't dress like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a I'm a Cap Sounds fan, a I think Chris Evans has done a really good job in the MCU with it as well. I actually like the mcu and i don't have a problem with uh, embracing that as canon for the life that i enjoy living so come co- so come at me bro but um that's my choice what about you, my T-Rex? favorite comes from the other mcu i learned to read on wolverine spider-man and daredevil comics but i, got, I gotta go with logan he is my all-time favorite nice can i change mine <laughs> Yeah, bro, you already said Batman. Really, you're gonna you're gonna. What do you 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 gonna... chose Batman too? Let me just be a little contrarian. Okay, 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 okay. What do you got? My favorite is Daredevil because he's Catholic. Oh, there you go. Okay, <laughs> all right. Daredevil is pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's also pretty Catholic. <laughs> uh, so our secret James Bond message comes from social. So before we sign off. Um, I just wanted to tack on one little extra note of um, just thanks to you guys for um, all you've done for the 12 and letting us uh, sleep on your couch as per se. (laughs) Um, But it has been, it's been so, 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 so much fun uh, being a part of HSG. And like you said before, I don't even feel like we're two different entities anymore. We're like one in the same. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for inviting us in and giving us a place. And it's been, I mean, it's been so fun and, uh, we are better together for that. So thank you guys so much. And I appreciate all of you. I thank yeah, you. We're so, so, happy. we're so happy to have you in the yeah. 12. And thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. here's the thing. We're just getting started. Hey, like hey, just yeah. getting started. I mean, what is, what is a couple months? I mean, right, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, where's this community going to be next year? I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm still yeah, as excited as the day we kick this thing yeah. off, man. I yeah. mean, 
the the goal here, and we didn't say this at the beginning of the show, we almost always do, um, is that we are, what do we say, three Christian gamers on a mission to have fun, build a great community to have fun with, and change the world through gaming. I'm glad we got to slide that into the episode at the end instead of the beginning uh, this episode because I think this episode more than anything else has really been a love letter, like I said, to our community, um, to the idea of gaming with a community. I can't express enough gratitude either. I mean, I, there's been a lot of stories uh, in in sharings in the Discord server. You know, like this community has like helped my life. It's some people have said it's changed my life. Um, we appreciate that you know, so much. Folks. Yeah, that's um, very very humbling. That is everything. Really everything. It's why we do this. And so for folks to say all of those things, I will just share that like when I just last month, I lost my dad and um, all of those things that you said that this community has done for you, you guys did for me. And it was so amazing to watch like when you're going over a hole, I'm going to carry you. And when I'm going through a hole, like you're going to carry me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was amazing. Like that is, you know, we talk about all the benefits of community. That's the real stuff. You know, like the benefits of community is like when one is down, everybody else is going to swarm to that person mm -hmm. and, and walk with them until they're not anymore. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's how we all get better. You know, we all, we all get a little bit more like Jesus every time we press into that. So, yeah. yeah. In the in the beginning, I felt like we were all a bunch of gamers who had a community. Now I feel like we're a community who happens to play video games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's good. Totally. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Love you guys. Love you all. So, <laughs> with lots of lots of feelings here as we wrap up, which I think is great. Um, it's important that you guys know uh, as you listen to this show that like this is so much more than like we're not a Twitch streamer. That has a Discord community because it's a fan club. We are not a YouTube video producer that has a Discord community because it's a fan club. Um, we have a community because we're fans of yours. Like, we love you guys. Like, we're all about you guys. I, I, I think it's just great. Um, it's just we're breaking the meta of what Discord usually exists for. You know, and I think that's awesome. Having said that, I'd like to say special thank you to Social Geek Scene for joining us for this episode. Thanks uh, it's for been, having me. Yeah, and uh, Social, it's it's better together. So, right. <laughs> um, I think that wraps us up uh, this episode. Let me, have we talked about how to connect? No, not this time. Um, so you can find out more about Higher Score Gaming at www.higherscoregaming.com. Uh, from there, you can actually choose the contact us option and submit us a mailbag entry for our next podcast episode. You can uh, talk with us about partnerships and opportunities to uh, to integrate with the community. Uh, share with us what your ministry is, what it is that you're doing, and how we can support you. Um, you can also find us on YouTube with a couple video game reviews. But you can uh, one thing I want to make sure we really highlight here is that you can also find us on Twitch. Um, and on Twitch, uh, you will see a couple different pieces of content. Every once in a while, we have some live music production going on there uh, in a segment that I'm calling Where's My Video Game Music Come From? Um, <laughs> because I'm producing for some industry stuff right now, which is very exciting. 
and I like to kind big of star, pull. big star, big star, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, but I do like to pop the hood and let you guys look under and see. You know, like when 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 a music project is just silence. How does it get from that to this grandiose theme that I will never forget from Legend of Zelda? Like, how do we get from nothing to that? So I actually take you on the journey, and sometimes folks in the Twitch chat have been great. They've been actually making recommendations, like, hey, try this. What about this? I really like that. I'm like, more you know cowbell. What? You're right. I like that, too. You know, more cowbell. <laughs> um, so now every track has nothing but cowbell. I have a whole bunch of cowbell solos, and people love it. <laughs> Anyway, so that is one one segment that's on there. We stream some of our live community plays. We actually streamed the Twelves. Uh, oh yeah, custom the PvP P playlist. Custom PvP. That was awesome. Yeah. That was a yeah. lot of fun with our PvP Mayhemic uh, social DJ. Mm -hmm. um, social actually um, drummed up some crazy game modes. Um, yes. That only only a mad scientist would dream up, and we had so much fun. Um, I'm talking sniper fights with scorch cannons. That happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I didn't even know it was a thing, but we found it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one example of what you'll find on Twitch as well. We also host a very, very lovely, faithful young lady um, who streams some Nintendo gaming and has a talk show um, every Wednesday morning um, on our channel. Her name is Kenny Hill. She does a fantastic job. The name of the show is The Missing Piece. And it's sort of a, uh, I guess you could say, just like a a, a a sampling of all sorts of lifestyle conversation based in faith and sometimes based in gaming and in social media as well. So I always learn something there. Always connect with somebody I've never met there. It's a wonderful show. Yeah. So that's another way you can connect with us. Um, until next time, I have been Mad King Bob. I've been Trucidus Rex. I've been Prophet of Rage. And I've been social geek scene. <laughs> All right. Find a troll, pray for him. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye. We are we good to hit the stop button now?